Good morning and good evening. Welcome back to the Callous Hands Podcast with your hosts, Zach and Eli. Today is a sad day, as this is our final podcast for Callous Hands, but we are ending with an absolute home run of, of an episode. Not only will we do a quick overview of our series and share our final thoughts on trade work, but we will also have a special guest joining us later in this episode all the way from Utah. Jaden Robinson from the Blue Collar Future podcast, available everywhere on listening on Instagram. What else does he have? I think most of his stuff is on Instagram. Instagram and YouTube. Instagram and YouTube at Blue Collar Future. But before dessert, you got to eat your veggies. So, Zach, what's your wrap-up on what you've learned from what we've gone over in the podcast and just from anywhere else that you've learned it so far? A lot of things that I've learned is blue-collar work is actually a really good trade to get into, like just trades in general, because... Like the pay that you get, the a lot of the benefits. Yeah. Like working in the union, you get a lot of benefits from the union. Um, yes, your hours are long. Yes, it's obviously manual labor, so it's a little hard on your body, but it's probably one of your biggest bang for your buck. Exactly. And look at a lot of the blue collar trade workers. They are they are some of the ber- best in shape workers that you will see. Oh yeah, well that's yeah because you are using your body for your nine to five, yeah, or even longer depending on what you're doing, what job you have. You're work, you're working your body that whole time. Yep, and like it's not it's not an easy easy thing to go around or do. It's you're working. Yeah, because once you clock in, you you don't stop. Nope, you don't stop. You don't stop till the job is basically done. Exactly. And that that's another thing, really, with it. Over all of this, we've really, we've just scratched the surface with everything. Oh, yeah, 100%. This could be a five-season, this could be a five-season ordeal going about, over, going about just digging deep into trades and trade specifics and everything like that yeah going more in just in the jobs in general exactly we really just scratched off the top of the surface oh yeah uh what's another thing that i found out is like with the trucks like i said gmc is bringing it up yep ford is definitely running blue collar right now though. exactly just everyone knows how to work on them there's shops everywhere i mean look at uh your mom's where your mom works drew's specifically they they basically run only fords they have one chevy yep in their fleet picture Uh, i think they now they have two all that the fleet picture was from last year the fleet so fleet picture was from last year i do believe they just got a new one this year yeah but otherwise they got three new i think f-250s yeah they got three new six sevens yeah they definitely like that, but they also have their own mechanic, so it's not like they really bring it to yeah. a Ford shop. But that's the other thing. It's so easy to get like a mechanic certification from Ford. Oh, yeah. Because the other thing why I was looking into it after our last episode, do you know why so many people get Fords? Why? They don't have the um, lockout. So you don't have to bring it to a Ford mechanic. Whereas like if you look at 
a lot of um Chevy is a big one. They're kind of getting out of it now. Okay. But if you like 2017, I think is when they kind of started going away from it again. But if you were to bring a like newer Chevy pickup anywhere but a Chevy dealer and they worked on something, you lost your warranty for that. Oh, really? Yeah. I I had no clue. That's a first I'm hearing of that. Mm-hmm. That's even with... um. So a lot of the trade work, a lot of it is not just trucks. It's manual labor, trucks, but you got to look at the equipment too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people running deer, cat, Komatsu... I, def- I definitely think that's more on the company workforce budget yep. on how much they're wanting to spend on equipment or what they're willing to spend on equipment. Yeah. But a lot of thing with that, like the newer deers, those all have computer locks on them. So you have to bring them to dealership and get them serviced there. Otherwise, it won't work. You lose warranty, all of that. Yep. And that's what a lot of the truck brands are going away from because... It could be something as little as, you know, a blown tire on the Chevy. You can fix that on the side of the road, but you then have to bring it to a Chevy dealer or Chevy mechanic to get it. Otherwise, you lose your drivetrain. So, I'm Zach, or I'm Eli. (laughs) I'm Zach. Good to meet you. Yep, nice to meet you. So your podcast on Instagram and YouTube pretty much inspired what we're doing for ours. So what made you want to start the podcast for it? So I grew up in concrete construction and I through school was kind of planning on doing electrical engineering. So I was planning on getting away from trade work and kind of realized I didn't really care for that. And um, with all my schooling, I started a website business with my wife. And so I was kind of doing all these different things and I wanted to find a way to connect those. So the podcast idea was technology and trade work and then, you know, health and fitness. And cause I'm super into health and fitness and all of that connecting everything I do, because I felt like it was also different yep. websites, concrete, all that. Um, where'd you, where'd you end up going to school? Went to Weber state. There's the university local here. Okay. And that's Utah, right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. So then you said you started in the trades young. Yep. Did your like parents do it or is that just something you started off with? Yes. So my dad grew up doing concrete. Um, so, and I, you know, he does concrete. So I grew up doing concrete as well. So we're, I'm third generation concrete finisher. Okay. His, he worked for his uncles when he was growing up. Cool. Perfect. Um, so from when you started doing concrete work till now, what would you say the biggest differences are? In the work itself? Yeah. So when I started, I mean, this has been probably 10 or 15 years, 
technology has taken a huge shift. So there's a bunch more, I would say, efficiency in the way we order concrete and the way it's delivered and a lot of that, but it also causes a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues that go on with the concrete companies themselves. Um, there's been a bunch of improvements in concrete pumps, so makes it a ton easier. Other than that, I mean, the way we finish concrete, it, it's it's all been the same for a very long time. Yeah, There's been a lot of efficiency, technology, that type of stuff upgrades over the course of, of the years. But as far as the actual finishing goes, it's pretty similar. You can see that. Um, when, so I know you're a third generation. When did you... Like, do you remember what age you started kind of getting introduced into the trades? So, I mean, ever as young as I can remember, um, I would go to work with my dad and I'm the oldest. So I kind of got to do that a little bit younger, I think, than my siblings did. So, I mean, as eight or even younger and very vividly remember being on the job site at that age as well. Okay. Um, started, starting at that young of an age, could you say that really benefited you to like, to now where you're still doing the same thing you were then? Do you say that really benefited you like getting that early jump? Um, yes and no. So by the time I was probably 16 or 17 was when I really started working, maybe more, maybe more like 14, um, over the summers and stuff where I was working full time. I think that early definitely helped a ton. Earlier than that, I mean, you're kind of too young to be learning yeah. much. But definitely 14, 15, 16, getting that early of a jump put me way ahead. Okay. Um, From when you started working until now, have you noticed a change or a big change or anything at all of the work ethic of people doing the work with you? Um, yes, yes and no. So I think younger kids almost always, if they're not brought up in trade work, um, almost always have kind of, I, I don't know if I'd say a weak work ethic, but aren't really used to it. So anytime we get kids that are younger, it's definitely a struggle for them. And I think, I think the kids that are, that we had working for us when I was 15 or 16, that are, that were my age, 25 back then yep. were, had a better work ethic than a lot of the people that I've seen lately work with us that are my age, if that makes sense. So even the 10 year difference, it seems like it was, it's a huge difference. So you are in Utah in like the northern aspect, I think. Yep. Do you think that, so for improvements and stuff, you said it's been the same for pretty much everything besides the technology aspect? Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's any differences from where you are in Utah to, you know, Minnesota up here? on what needs to get done for it? Like, is there a different knowledge you need for it? So 
I'd say it's pretty similar, um, but I imagine over there, concrete pretty much stops in the winter and we kind of work in the winter a little bit because it's probably pretty cold, like 20s there right now, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it's somewhere around there right now. Yeah, here right now it is uh, 30. Um, we're, we're a little bit warmer and we don't get quite as much quite as much snow. So as far as that goes, um, for the concrete aspect, where you guys are at, it almost would be stopping right now. Yeah. And I'd imagine they, they don't work very much. Like, yeah, right now it's 29 here. Um, the low is only, the low is really only in the low twenties, high teens here. So I, it's probably a little bit warmer than over there and it's stopping us and preventing us a little bit from work but in minnesota it gets quite a bit colder so i i don't think people are doing very much surprisingly this year it's actually been pretty warm this year this is like the first couple of weeks that it's gotten cold like right now it's 25 but lows like 18 and this this week i think is the first time we've gotten snow wow that's pretty similar to here right now actually so you know it's it's probably pretty similar at the moment at, yeah, at the moment, but normal normal years, you would say that con concrete pouring, finishing, just concrete in general would end up stopping sooner, more north you go. Yes, yeah, and even here, there's people that take the winter off because it's hit and miss. I mean, we have weeks in a in a bad winter where we'll only pour once or twice, where the rest of the year it's every day and sometimes multiple times a day uh what is like your average size job in utah we do a lot of residential work so it's i mean square footage wise like probably top of my head maybe two thousand square feet it's okay. um yeah like that 40 40 yards is a is a pretty typical day of concrete here Okay. Uh, that, that seems pretty, I think that's pretty average for up here as well. Uh, kind of for like the normal size companies, obviously the smaller ones are kind of sticking towards like more of the driveways or sidewalks or more stuff like that. Um, yeah. like my mom is, they do footings, walls and flatworks. So they they do have the bigger jobs. They're also on the commercial side of things as well. Yeah. Okay, well, as we move on in life, and this marks another semester of high school done, we would like to thank you guys for last time for listening to the Calistans podcast, available listening on all your favorite streaming networks. And we want to give another massive thank you to Jaden with the Blue Collar Future podcast for taking the time out of his day, especially after he just got off work, and for joining us on our final episode and inspiring us for the creativity and topics of this show. So from Zach and Eli, this is the Callous Hands podcast signing out. We'll see you on the highway, and always remember, your hands callous, and your money smooth.